0: Shalom. 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 Welcome. Shalom. We are live. Hallelujah. Give thanks to be alive. Hallelujah, man. Welcome to the upper room. Uh, I'm your host, Darren. Um, before we get into uh, uh, the topic of conversation today, uh, just a small disclaimer. Um, obviously, this isn't a, a full teaching as such, um, this is a, an area in which we can loose and bind uh, scripture and doctrine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to walk that through. Um, if you are looking for that teaching, for that edification, I recommend you go over to the Almond House uh, YouTube channel. Uh, that's where you'll find our, our full teachings. Uh, my brothers, uh, Joe, Tommy, and, uh, and Jackie. Uh, weekly portions uploaded every Friday evening, I believe. So um, get yourself over there. Um, but for the meantime, uh, we're going to be getting into it with my brothers, Joe Amen. and Jackie. And uh, yeah, no small topic uh, today. It is uh, the spirit of adoption. Um, so let's get into it, Joe. If you'd like to take it away,
1: beautiful. Well, what what greater topic to begin with than with the beauty of being a son and a daughter of the Most High God Yahava, and what it means to be grafted into the family of God, no longer strangers. But fellow citizens and heirs, that promise. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So let's begin. I want to begin with Romans eight fourteen to fifteen. Beautiful scripture. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, by whom we cry out, "Abba, Father." Hallelujah! Yeah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! So. Just some things to note as we begin with this amazing scripture from Paul. It says, those being led by the Spirit, these are the sons of God. All right, so that's, that's the, the formula of the equation right there. This is how we become sons and daughters. It's them who are led by the Spirit. That's what Paul's saying. These are the sons of God. So the question, what does it mean to be led by the Spirit? I just want to highlight how the book of Ezekiel tells us when Yah speaks and he says, I will put my spirit within you and it will cause you to walk in my statutes, to keep my ordinances, to walk out my law. And this is what the spirit of God does. It leads us to all righteousness. So the next question, what does living like a son truly look like? I think of the finest example of the son in scripture. Son of the Father, the only begotten Son, Yeshua, Mashiach. He is the finest, perfect example of what it is to look like and live like a son. And he who says he abides in him ought to walk as he walked. And that's why we do what we do, isn't it, gentlemen? Yeah. We want to walk as he walked. If he's the perfect picture of what it is to walk out sonship, if he's the only beloved son, the only begotten of the Father, and he is our one perfect example. We want to do the things he did. And he was a Zizi wearing, Sabbath keeping, kosher eating, synagogue attendant, chauffeur blowing Jew. He was the king of the Jews, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so we, want, we want to walk like him. He's the perfect image of the sun. And uh, of course, we're going to get into how Yeshua himself was adopted by Joseph. Beautiful picture of what that means to us. But just to hold on to this idea of a of a son of the father and what it means to be sons and daughters of the living God. Another example we get is Isaac. I think is, Isaac is a phenomenal image of the son of the father who was obedient unto death, had hope and assurance in the resurrection. He carried the burden. Uh, he presented himself as a living sacrifice. He was confident in life after death, um, and his name meant laughter. You know, he was full of joy all the time along. You know. So what does it mean then to cry out, "Abba, Father"? Yeshua said, "We must be like little children to enter into the kingdom of heaven," and the only comparison I can truly make then is my own son, and. Um, Every morning, you know, we, we, we wake up, some, some will yawn, some will turn their phone on, some will check their emails or plan out what they're going to do for the day. But we're called to rise up and give thanks and praise in priestly posture. My son Jonah, the first thing that he does is he shouts, Dada, Mama. He calls out, Calls out from his cot, the first thing that he does. And um, we need to be like children, like him, so dependent, calling out to his mum and his dad from the moment he wakes up. And this is what it is to be living in the spirit. We've got to call out Abba Father in every situation that we're in and let the Heavenly Father dictate, teach. And show us how to walk as sons and daughters of Zion. Oh, Amen. Hallelujah.
2: Beautiful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Beautiful, Love. It. Are oh, cheers, praise, man. Praise, I Yeah. A little bit of an introduction, then get the ball rolling. Yeah, well, um, just for those listening, obviously this is the first time you're going to see us on the podcast in the upper room, and as Darren was saying at the start. We wanted to put this podcast together, the upper room, uh, to to give to give a bit more of a relaxed style, a bit more of a open discussion podcast format, and and like Darren said, everything here, we're binding and loosening, but this is something that we wanted to bring in in this podcast first and foremost because it's a huge subject running throughout the Bible, mm-hmm. and if this is the first time listener of a believer or an unbeliever. The spirit of adoption is a theme that runs right throughout the Bible. And it, 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 essentially it all hangs upon, for us at least, this this spirit of adoption and how we are grafted in, how we are adopted in to ways according to the promise. So I think it's quite a relevant, relevant um, subject to, to, to open up on. And all through the Bible, as we're going to go through in a second, I've got some notes here on on the different characters of of this spirit of adoption, who've went through this, and some of us have went through that in our lives, and it's interesting, really, because non-believers, it's quite fascinating because non-believers they they sometimes know the destination, okay, so, or or maybe maybe um, if they're agnostic, they might know a destination. Yeah, I know the source. Uh, you know, I, I believe in a source. I believe in a god. I believe in something. There's something out there. There's some type of creator. Yet yeah, they know the destination. They know there's a god but do they know the way? And to access that way is obviously Yeshua HaMashiach. And funny enough, on the flip side, us believers, we can know the way. A lot of the times we can know the way, we can know Yeshua HaMashiach, but do we know the destination? We can forget sometimes about that destination. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting really about the destination, it's, it's having that intimacy as a father. Now, there's many different types in the Bible, that we can be um. so we can we, we see the bride of Christ so we you know even as men you know we, we can we can be the bride of Christ we also see the servant we can also be a servant towards God the priest the priest and um, prophet it goes on um, and, and and what's what's interesting with this this though the sonship the spirit of adoption that's what we're going to touch on today because this unlocks um, a greater understanding of your identity your purpose, and ultimately your destination on how to get on, onto that destination. So as I repeat again, some people may know the way, Yeshua, you know, Yeshua himself said, I am, I am the way, the truth, and the life. People in the world, I see a lot, a lot of, a lot of New ages, and they're all like, yeah, I believe in God, but do they know the way to get to God? You know, do they really know it? So that's what we're going to look at, it Is is this destination, you know, I like to think a lot of people who are listening here online, you know, they do believe in the way that Yeshua, but if you don't, we're going to speak on a destination, which, which is important to know as well, because with that destination, when you start to learn God and learn what your father likes, what Abba likes, and um, we see Yeshua always addressed it, addressed Yahweh, Yahweh, Yahweh as, as Abba, mm. you, you then start to be in line on how to be a good son, how to be a um, a, 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 a good have a good walk. Essentially, that that that's what it's that's what it's about. It's about that relationship with your father. And I thought I'll just start on that. Really f- focusing on that destination because um, we know in the Torah walk, at least we have. I think we have quite a good understanding of of, of the destination, the commandments, um, to to keep his holy days. Um, where other believers who may not necessarily be on the Torah walk, so to speak, the Messianic walk. They focus so much on the way, they forget the destination. So has anyone else got any, anything to comment on? that?
0: I was just going to say with regards to um, how you said about pleasing your father and, and walking in, in those ways. I think if we if we really focus on the, the love of, of that, you know, you, you're doing this through a loving um, relationship. It's, it's not just a, an obedience, a, a dry kind of I'm doing what my dad says. It's, it's a loving um, pleasing of, of uh, pleasing relationships, so uh, I think that's just important to emphasise the
1: the nature of that relationship. Yeah, nice. I, I yeah, really definitely. appreciate that. And the destination, the idea that the destination is rooted in an inheritance, mm. and all sons would have an inheritance of the father. But we have that inner land of promise that has been granted to us now, that we can all experience. Yeshua sure said, "The reign of Elohim is on you." And we're also going to a new land, a new place. There'll be a new heavens and a new earth. And we Hallelujah. get that future prophetic inheritance yeah. to spend eternity with our Father. And yet it is, a, it is a reoccurring theme that runs right throughout the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, we see it taking place. In the book of Genesis, it ends with the spirit of adoption. As Yaakov crosses his arms, we know the score. He grafts in Ephraim and Manasseh, And then the book of Revelation ends With adoption, because Adonai Elohim will be our God and we shall be his people forever. We shall dwell with him. And I think it's really crucial. As you said, Jack, look, we're all about being the bride. We're all about being the priesthood, the royal priests. We want to get our garments right. We're all about being the beloved. But, you know, sometimes we can miss what it actually means to be a child of God and the prophetic nature of that and how that resembles itself to the world. And the key ingredients for us as believers to tap in and call out Abba, Father.
2: powerful,
1: <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, and and just, uh, just to, again,
0: re-emphasize that, that inheritance. You know, so many examples in the scriptures of, of Israel um, being called to remember. Uh, we're always called to remember. It's, it's like where it's so easy to forget the promises. It's so easy to forget the inheritance, um, on, on the walk, and I think um if anything, this this conversation should help us to 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 embrace that inheritance and, and see in the scriptures and and
1: explore what what that truly means uh, as as sons of God. It's so easy to forget that he's your dad, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> you know, sometimes yeah. we do forget. Yeah, yeah it's so and, true. And I think having a having a having a, having a son or a daughter of your own, so for all and maybe watching or listening to our parents. It, it grants a new level of consciousness to understand and to grasp truly that, that relationship between a father and a son or a mother and a daughter. Um, it, it's, it's, it's so powerful uh, when you walk in that because your child um, is so special to you and there's such a sacrifice that you have to give that you then begin to see the sacrifice that was made and the, the nature of God and how he just wants to do what is good for his children. And as the scripture say, listen, you know, if you go and ask, if you go and ask the Father for something, you know, if you go and ask for an egg, you're not going to be given a scorpion. You know, He He knows what's right for us, and He's always got our best intentions at heart.
2: Amen. And uh, you know, we've got to remember that always. Yeah, I agree. And just something while as you was talking, there just come to mind is, you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, I believe in God," but you know, God as a Father. And to know him as a father is to know um the house rules. <laughs> and to know the house rules of the of the of the kingdom requires you to read his rule book and his um you know, some people in the home they may have a, a, a little list when you come into the house, take your shoes off. Um, you know, no swearing. Um and, and a lot of people say, Oh, you know, I believe in a creator, but do you know that creator as a father? And I think that's the difference where those believers in other religions they worship these deities these gods but do they see him as a father i don't think so and i think that's the difference between um the truth what we have here um is is is, is that we see him as a father and he sees us as his sons and the two main things for me um, to take from this the two main points is is what was just brought up is one is the inheritance so it's the identity once you understand you are a son you understand that you do have an inheritance and then that then reflects um, into the second point, which is, which is you are going to a place. You are going to your father's house. You know, as Hebrews, you know, which means one to cross over. You have you have an idea of that destination, the the mansion with many rooms. And um, you know what what makes a home or a family? Okay, who's the head of the family? It's the father. So to make a home, you need a father. And and I think the mansion, um, we know, has a father where a lot of other beliefs, they may, they may come at the angle of, um, you know, we just have, uh, have a creator, but, but do you know them intimately? And I think that's, that's, that's the difference I'm trying to get at.
0: So Jackie, just before you, um, you get into it, um, just wanted to, um, again, it, this, this topic, I think it, it incorporates all three elements of our triune God, the, the Father, Son, and the Spirit. Uh, but I think there's something about the subject of, of adoption and and the um, the emphasis of the, the paternal fatherly element, where I think that this subject really can open up um, an avenue of, of intimacy with the father uh, and knowing the father in a in a deeper uh, deeper level. So I would just I would thoroughly recommend anybody out there to to really um, get into this topic uh, in their own time and, and and take it to their intimate place with the father in that union. So um, yeah, that's just my thought on that. And, Jackie, by all means.
2: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I think you know. I think we've all established that this it's so powerful, it's so important um, subject. And with that, I've just got a few examples through the Bible of this spirit of adoption that takes place, and I'm just going to read them out only because I, I want everyone to see this. I want I want everyone to see it in the Word, because you can be thinking, ah, oh, you know, I know Jesus was adopted by Joseph, but when you stop, when you go through the entire list of it, it's quite um quite breathtaking really so i've just got this wrote down here adoption is a powerful and prominent theme running right throughout the bible and has a deep connection to us as believers the spirit of adoption is what grants us belonging to the family of god curiously many poignant figures in the bible also experience adoption so we'll work work through them and i'll see if i can um i'll see if i can quiz you on some of them (laughs) Uh, so the first one I'll give, I'll give you is this one we've got in the Bible is Abraham adopts Eliezer, Eliezer being his servant. And I've got a scripture here and it says, um, it's from Genesis chapter 15, verse two. And it says, but Abraham said, Lord God, what will you give me seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. So this scripture shows to the reader that until Isaac came along, Eliezer was was somewhat adopted because the, he he was considered the, the most loyal servant, so everything would have went to him, and he would have carried the family name on. Um so so up until this point, he he was he was in in line for that inheritance.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, it was very popular in the um, ancient cultures um, for this to take place. If someone gained land, cattle, and he needed a heir, but was childless. They would often adopt the chief servants of their household who would become the um, adopted son to continue on um, the lineage and family line.
2: Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, let's, uh, let's continue. So something we should all be familiar with as it's just come up in the Torah portion, we've got Pharaoh adopts Joseph. Mm. So when Pharaoh's advisors fail to interpret, Joseph's dreams, what happened, Joseph was called, was summoned by Pharaoh himself, and we see that he is given second in command, essentially, the only person who's ahead of him is Pharaoh, and this is the scripture to confirm it, it's Genesis chapter 41, verse 40, and it says, you shall rule over my house, and all my people shall be ruled according to your word, only in regards to the throne. Will I be greater than you? And that's so powerful. I mean, think of us in terms of sons of adoption. Yet we do get adopted in, we do get that air. but still our father is still in control and he still is, has that authority. But, but he hands it over, over to us, he hands it over to Yeshua. And obviously, Joseph being a representation um, of, of Yeshua. Uh, it's just such a powerful one. That
1: one. Yeah, there, is, there shall be no one else <laughs> besides <laughs> yeah. you. You know, it's like... um he becomes almost like the prince. He becomes like the prince. Mm. Prince of Egypt.
2: More wow, powerful. So, you've got another one, and it's in the book of Exodus, again. To do with a pharaoh. Any, any clues? Moses. Any ideas? That's the one, Moses. Yes. Yeah, so Moses was adopted by um, pharaoh's daughter, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. um, During pharaoh's command to kill all the Hebrew um, boys. Uh, basically, what happened was pharaoh's um, daughter Adopted Moses, we all know the story. Moses was put in an ark in a basket, mm-hmm. sent down the Nile, and uh, Yad and his grace, um, his, his Moses' actual mother was um, ended up weaning Moses, which is quite brilliant. But again, this is just all to point out this this spirit of adoption, and this is the scripture Exodus chapter two, verse ten, and it says, "And a child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son." So she called his name Moses, saying, "Because I drew him out of the water." So we even see there that there's a there's a name change as well. There's there's an adopted name change, which we all know, and um, we are given a new name in Revelation. Yeah. So, on so the stone on on the stone. So, uh, yeah, it's it's so powerful. It, it, it's starting to uncover now. Um, does anyone else have any comments on
1: that? No, yeah, you know just It's beautiful, isn't it? Because, you know, even (coughs) with some of the patriarchs as well, with Joseph, uh, Abraham, Moses, even Yeshua, we all have this connection with actually Egypt in one way or another. You know, Joseph becomes um, second in command, so to speak, no one regards to him other than the throne of Pharaoh. Um, Moses, he's in royal he's in royal household as well. Yeshua has taken down, Yeshua has royalty, he's taken down, raised in Egypt, he spends a lot, a lot, a lot of his time as he's a young boy there. Abraham goes before Pharaoh, it's always this connection in yeah. Egypt.
0: Which I think in turn gives us a lot of uh, confidence and comfort, you know, to be in the world but not of it. Hallelujah. Well, all of our patriarchs, all of our forefathers walked that walk uh, in Egypt, in, in the world, so to speak, Um which gives us the, the example and, and the hope that we, we can attain and, and do the same
1: thing. Yeah, and how the Lord always uses Egypt to bless His people. I mean, Abraham went into Egypt skin-told, <laughs> saying that, uh, like his wife was his sister, and come out with enough dough to kickstart his own economy. Okay. I mean, uh, 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 the Israelites they went in this, they, they were slaves, and they, they come out. They come out. They come out rich. They come out rich with enough money to generate and kickstart their own economy again you know so
0: which in that you see that picture with Eliezer being the servant but still um, uh, I, I don't know if qualifies is the right word but still receives the inheritance it's that that small picture yeah
2: it's multi-layered isn't it We see the servant we see the the, the, the inheritance um, it's, it's, it's just so powerful the inheritance yeah, yeah. And, and then I'll just I won't go through all of these in depth but we've got Eli adopt Samuel you also have um, David, now this is probably one of the most beautiful examples I would say in terms of adoption we see in scripture, in terms of how it relates to us personally, because um, we see here that David's grace is extended to who? It's Joseph's, uh, Jonathan's son, isn't it? And his, his name, I'm going to try and pronounce this as best as I can, but it's um, Mephibosheth. I think it yeah, sounds right. Man. I think I nailed it there, Mephibosheth. And he was actually a, a, a disabled. Um, Son essentially to 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 Jonathan, he's referred to as a dead dog. You know he's got infirmities, and, and it's just so powerful. We see the king of Israel stoop down, invite him up to the table, um, to 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 eat at the table at the king's table. And if that isn't a parallel of 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 the adoption in our walk, I don't know what is. And and I'm gonna read the scripture because it's just so so powerful. And it's Second Samuel chapter 9, verse 11, and it says, As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. You know, when you put that into perspective. Yeah. He's disabled, he's, he, 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 he's got affirmities, you know, we're, we're, that's like us, you know, we've got our own affirmities, we're, we're our time we've all been spiritually um, dead, so to speak. And, and yeah, um, the king stoops low, it recognises your potential and invites you, invite you to his table.
1: It's so potent, mate. And, you know, it reminds me of my own walk because we've all been lame. We're all lame. We're all wretches. We're all not fit for purpose. And he makes us sons and he invites us to his table. And it even says in scripture, doesn't it, that he will put on his best garments and serve us you can't wrap your head around that and it is so prophetic that is the king inviting you know someone who is disabled wouldn't be able to serve correctly in any of the temple institutes because obviously in the torah we read no one with a disability is able to do that and actually he's actually made a son (laughs) he's given that name greater and uh, he sits at the table of David and eats as though he is one of his own children. And that's just it's the banquet. It's got the banquet written all
2: over it, has it? Yeah, it's um it's you can see how Yeshua is of the line of David, you know, it's it's Christ like heart, isn't it? In flowing through David, that's what it is really. It's uh
1: Curiously like being referred to as the dead dog as well. I mean we as ones of the nations, yeah. dead in our trespasses, dead dogs right there. You know? Spir-
0: spiritually dead, there, there's made no bones about it. Like you, you are without Yeshua, it says in the scriptures, spiritually dead. Mm. And um, I think that hits home, just the, the grace of that stooping down of the king to, to that he loved us when we were in our trespasses. It's not because we were good boys and we we're on the ascendancy of good behavior. No, we were in the pit. We, we were destined for one, one place and one place only and deservedly But by his grace, by his predestined uh, adoption. Uh, he stoops down and he gives us that hope of, 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 you know, being with him in the eternal reign at that banquet.
1: And that's a core theme we've just got to constantly press into, you know. That is like a super weapon against all adversity, you know, because you can really put a claim to that. You can put your stake in the ground and you can weather any situation when you know you're a child of God. This has all been framed by Ya He's got this under control. He loves me and he's going to do great things for me. This is temporary. I'm going to weather this through. I'm not going to stop you giving you the glory for this, Father. You with me, I pray. You know, that that's that's a super weapon right there. Yeah, definitely.
2: And, and just uh, on, on that description of a dead dog you know, what are the Gentiles refer to us? Yeah, that's it. That's all I uh, suggest. Like as, as, as dogs, so, again, it's this whole adoption, isn't it? spirit of adoption that comes in. You know The, the, the Gentiles, of, the goyim, um, the nations.
1: It reminds me of the woman who says, you know, and he says, I only came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And she says, but even the dogs will eat off the floor. And it's her faith in that moment that grafts her in, you know. She's saying, I look, I'm a dog and I'll eat off the floor, you know. Mm. And it's that humility and that lowliness that you recognize, wow, I am a wretch, I'm so unclean, I'm not worthy of this. And it's his imparted righteousness that's given to us. And it's his grace and his mercy and his love and attributes Mm. that we want to just pursue. And uh, it reminds me of the woman that says to Yeshua, I love my I'm a dog, you know, and... That's when we can be most malleable with the Lord, you know, when we recognize how bad we are. And we we don't live into that identity. But look, you know, we're wretches. It's them who are proud and puffed up. You know, Yeshua said, I come for the sick. So I'm I'm sick. (laughs) Come for me, you know. I need your hospice. I need your hospitality. I need you more than ever. You know, so that's where he wants us—that unleavened wafer, low, made low, flat. Man. And then, um, just just for those dog lovers out there, it,
0: it, <laughs> we, they they all be in heaven too. So um, it's it's a symbolic reference for the most part. So um, <laughs> there's nothing nothing bad about it. That's curious because we
1: lost we did we lost our dog today. Yeah, the Millie dog. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well listen you know We'll see you there I said listen Mill, You've always walked Ahead of us You're walking ahead of us For this one I'll see you there She's So there. Well, it wasn't really sad Because She was like Really old Bro, How old? 18 I don't know longevity man has been in the Torah man she's been doing the Sabbath she's been like on like the
0: walk long longer time. than way longer than me so. she hasn't been on the pork
2: if you keep you keep the commandments your livestock will be blessed hallelujah man so, uh, <laughs> longevity man <laughs> little, no. little had a good life and uh, yeah. you know she used to she used to bark along with the shofars as well we have blown the yeah. yeah. so uh, yeah. you know she, she's there she's there she's in the mansion and. Uh, beautiful uh, so any more any
1: more examples then Zach
2: yeah so just moving on um, we've got the most famous one which we brought up at the start and that's Joseph uh, Mary and Joseph Jesus' father um, adopts Yeshua doesn't he, he adopts us so Joseph takes Jesus as his own earthly son as an act of severe humiliation you know what we've got to realizes is, is at that, that at that time yeah. if your lady who you Your maiden. maiden. Uh, someone who you hadn't been married to if she was seen um you know, pregnant. Um it was it was harsh, wasn't it? It was harsh. You you could get humiliated, you could get um you know, you could you could get killed, no matter really. Um so so it's it's quite serious really what Joseph done. You know, Joseph um hid Mary away. And in humility, uh, ad- adopted Yeshua. We know he had um, legitimate sons after that. You know, James, um, he, he was other sons. But um, Yeshua was an adopted son. He was, a, he, was, he was a miracle baby, wasn't he? And I've just got a few um, scriptures here with this as well. And it's Matthew chapter 1, verse 24. And it says, "Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Yeshua. So we see there that the scripture confirms that um, it, it was a, a miraculous birth as, well, as we know.
1: And it's Joseph as well. He's got the authority as the head of the house to actually say, yeah, this is his name. Though the angelic had already said, look, and he, sh- and he shall be born in his name, shall be Jesus, yeah. Yeshua. Yeah, salvation. It's Joseph that confirms that and makes it so. It says that there in the scripture. Yeah. And he called him.
2: Yeah, sure. Definitely. definitely. And, and, and just other scriptures in terms of now we're seeing the, the adoption side of it, of, of how we know how um, people viewed this this uh, adoption because we see in Matthew chapter 13, verse 35, and people are asking the saying, is this not the carpenter's son, speaking of Jesus? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph? Um, Simon and uh, Judas so we see here that people are like you know isn't this not Joseph's son so we see people recognised Joseph as, as his father mm-hmm. and you know again that's, that's just so powerful because as we touched on earlier we see Joseph in the book of Genesis um, who 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 has Ephraim and Manasseh um, essentially be adopted by Jacob don't we we see, we see that take place so it's just so curious how this name Joseph comes up twice with, with um, when relating to adoption.
1: Interesting. I often think as well, you know, because master was without sin. He had no sin. You know that the commandments it is to honor thy father and mother. So, you know, I often see even the, the, the master Yeshua, all right, Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, the Lord, of Lords, uh, He made himself so low that he would even sit under his earthly father to honor him in order to keep the commandments. And how do we see this play out? Because we know that Yeshua, a carpenter, the word is tecton. He was a a master builder. That's why all his parables were about building your house upon the rock and not upon the sand. They, they They had agriculture, but they also had building and architecture involved in them a lot of the time. And, uh, you know, he would have inherited that from Joseph. You know, the crosses that they used to make them carry, in particular when it was a political execution, they were so heavy, them cross beams. And the master would have been training his entire life with Joseph as an apprentice, lifting these beams because he was a tectonic, where we get the word tectonic plate. So he would have even sat under his earthly father in his apprenticeship. And that then played out of how how he came to build the church of God, you know. And it went even further and stretched in. So, you know, he he inherited a lot of things there and, you know, kudos to Joseph for that. And I don't think he gets enough credit in the scripture for what he did for for us as men. Imagine the humility and the embarrassment. You'd need that angelic encounter to say, listen, this is of the Lord, you know. But you can see where the doubt seeped in at times and stuff like that. Because he was going to put her away, you know. Yeah,
2: definitely. And for a man to, you know, this is why I believe the scriptures. You know, the scriptures confirm the scriptures. But for for this narrative, we see a man who's saying, "Look, I have had this angelic encounter." You know, because you know, you see people who mock this faith, and they might say, "Oh, you know, it was just a cover up, blah blah blah." But for a man to admit, saying, "Look, I've had this angelic in." Uh, um, Angelic encounter and and they've told me about this miracle child. But a man to even say that, you know, it it shows to me um the layers of 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 saturation of truth um, within the work because no one would say that, no one would ever say that you know, about, about um and the other half. So it's 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 powerful really in terms of um putting it into perspective. You know, you've really got to put yourself in Joseph's shoes to to, to understand that narrative of of taking on, let you say, um Yeshua.
0: Yeah. I mean, c- could you imagine, in, in like culturally speaking, like culturally you speaking know, in, yeah. you, you've had a, an angelic host visit you and say that you know, you're going to have a son born of an immaculate conception, and you've got question marks of the people around you in your community as to say whether that's actually Phew. your son or not. No, but that's, that's a burden for, for, for any man to, or any, anyone to, to take. Um, so I think it just, again, it just highlights the, the stepping out of faith, the, the, the standing on the, the promise and the truth of what he's received in that revelation to, to walk that out, irrespective of, of what the world and what people around him are going to say and think. He's just he's just in, locked in, and uh, he's willing to be obedient to what he's received.
1: And not just that, bro, he, he sacrificed himself to flee Israel in, you know, Herod, the, the abominable thing Herod was doing with the slaying of the children. So he fled Israel for that, and that would have carried the death penalty. He went down to Egypt to start a new life and, 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 and to 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 be that covering for, for 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 Jesus Yeshua, you know, as a as a baby. So again, you know, we see that the idea of being a living sacrifice there and fleeing Israel.
0: And going back to what you said earlier about uh, having become a father yourself. Um, you, you begin to experience what it means to uh, walk through that sacrifice. You mm. know, by any means, I will, I will protect, I will provide mm. uh, anything for my for my offspring, for, for my seed. So, Hallelujah. is that something that you you've you've come to to experience more yourself? Always, but when it's half four in the morning,
1: well, <laughs> it's tough, you know. <laughs>
0: uh, fair play. Mm-hmm.
2: All right then. So. Uh, just to move on a little bit forward mm. so i think we can all agree that the spirit of adoption is is very prevalent in the word and i've got a few scriptures here which just related to us because we're seeing all these forms of uh, of the spirit of adoption and, and even this term itself you know this, this spirit of adoption where does this come from in, in the scriptures because it's important to see these things so have Ephesians chapter five, verse three, and I'll just read this one. It says, Blessed be the God and father of our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved you know, potent, potent scripture
1: you could just live in that for, for years couldn't you, you could just get up and read that and live in it for years Hallelujah. and this pre- idea of predestined before the foundation of the world, it's so rich it's so rich, you know, whilst we were still sinners, this was taking place so you know, don't go and situationally judge ourselves by however good it's going. No longer should we ever be how good it's going. We should always be as good and rich as he is, amen. and that is his imparted righteousness, as Paul speaks about. It's Christ's righteousness within us.
2: Amen. Amen. Yeah. So just other scriptures, I've got quite a quite a few here which i think just highlights um us being children uh, as well we have john chapter 1 verse 12 and it says but to all who did receive him who believed in his name he gave the right to become children of god so it's as simple as that yes. you know, it, it, this is this is meant to be you no know, play on words childlike <laughs> and we've got um one john in um, chapter 3 verse 1 and it says see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God. And so we are the reason why the world does not know us that it did not know
1: them. And you know, that's really potent. That. I mean, if we could just go back to that scripture there, please, bro, and just mm-hmm. read that there because it says, see what kind of love the Father has given to us. You know, we've experienced so many different kinds of love from the Father. You know, the bride, the beloved, that intimate you know, nuptial, vibrant, powerful love, stimulating, you know, overwhelming. Uh, But then this kind of love is the father and the son, the father and the daughter. And what kind of love that is, is incredible. And um, it really makes you want to be an obedient son because... We truly have found our creator and maker. I believe the entire human race is got an an inbuilt, you know, drive to want to find their creator and their maker. And people think like you come from like a, a big a big explosion, bro, and like rocks hitting each other, and you come from like a, a monkey, but they've identified with that as their father. Yeah. You see, even science and stuff, they've still identified with, with some explosion or evolution as being, uh, you know, the the, the, the the first cause, so to speak. They've identified that. But we've identified now that the creator and the architect is actually a, he- a heavenly father. And, and that, that is just so beautiful and potent because... In that lies a lot of hope and assurance for us as children because we're learning, we're learning, we're growing. You know, this is a process and um, that can always bring us back to that special place of of relationship with the Father.
0: And I think one of the key words you say there is hope. Um, We can all attest to what it's like to to, to be living in the world. We put our identity and our fatherhood in the things of the world, whether it be sports, drugs, sex, anything the world has to offer that isn't truly of, of our real father. And I, I think when, you, when you've experienced um, the hopelessness of, of living in that, that, that mm. how can I say, Satan's lies, he is the father of all lies. So if, if, if you're living a lie and living in the world that is, is, is a lie in itself, um, you, you, you lack identity, you lack the truth and you lack hope. I think that's such a such a, a strong um, experience of when you you have that hope of uh, something not only to to look forward to but what you have now.
1: And you know, bro, you you can see them people who are born of the corruptible seed that they just show it on themselves all over. You know, trial or tribulation may come, and they just look like the corruptible seed, bro. But the scripture says we are that incorruptible seed born of God. That's incredible. And yet, you're right, bro. There is another father, the father of lies. Jesus said, Ye are of your father, the devil. He is a liar, and he's the father of it. And, like, the father of lies is operating out there, and he's trying to snatch up these orphans who are looking for a creator and a maker. And he's trying to put his seed and his kingdom inside of them. And we see it taking place now, don't we? The father of lies. Is, is, is there, you know.
2: And uh, what did you call him the other day? He, is the stepdad. The you don't stepdad to, <laughs> you don't want, you know. It's, <laughs> it's the stepdad that comes round to your gaff, comes <laughs> round to your house, and you don't quite want him there, oh, you know. Oh, no, 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 Yeah, no. I, I, It's funny you just brought that up because I was literally just thinking of oh, the father of lies, then this counter-stepdad, counterfeit um, stepdad. and I think under... Uh, Having having Abba yeah you have a as our stepdad so to speak as our father I think this is um, the key to defeating the polar opposite of the spirit of of um, adoption and and this is the spirit of um, of abandonment and I think in, in in today's society in particular we know that the father of lies of went as after the household unit you know we see that in, um unfortunately in in a black community you know there's a lot of um people who are single moms, a lot of fathers, but even even in all communities we see family homes um, disrupted, and there's no father figure, and that's when this stepdaddy, this stepdad comes in, um, and he and, and he can he can spin a few lies in the household. Um, I just want to go back to this description though, it's Romans 8, uh, 15. and it says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba Father. So again, you know, the Paul's making this parallel of the spirit of bondage, um, you know, where the spirit of adoption is liberation, it's freedom. And 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 this abandonment, you know, we know these these dark devils, they like to run in packs and and, and fear and abandonment is is something that they run together. So if you're feeling oppressed, if you're feeling um, lonely, you know. Some people try and fill this void by by many different ways, you know, seeking a partner, um, seeking seeking a man, seeking a, seeking something to fill this 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 father role they may have missed out on. Remember that we are all essentially uh, adopted children, and 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 we have one true father, um which which is Yahavah, and even Yeshua, when his family members came to the door, and what did they do? They knocked on us on the door and, and and the disciples his followers said, you know your mum your mum's at the door your, your brother's are at the door and he said who's who's my mother who's my um sister you know basically paraphrasing he was saying, who are my family he's saying um but those who do the the will of the father um so so I think that that that's essential to keep in our minds that, that look we yeah we do have an earthly father who we need to honor in, in the commandments um but but our but our heavenly father is, is if you don't have that earthly father, we all need the heavenly father, whether you have an earthly father or if you don't have an earthly father.
1: And that's that's the what binds us deeper. You know, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. It's, it's deeper. Um, yeah, I want to just run with that idea, you know, the father lies, how he's the, the evil stepdad no one wants. And, um, you know, we're all now operating in this spirit of adoption, but there is a counterfeit spirit, you know, the spirit of the orphan that, that befalls on people. That comes with the spirit of abandonment, and as you said, that 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 lines up with fear, it lines up with rejection, validation, and
2: we can all feel that. You know, just sorry, you are right. The spirit of an orphan, isn't it? And with that comes abandon, yeah, abandonment, and and
0: also to boot, a
1: a victim mentality, a victim Victim mentality, and you're always trying to look for that. You know, you're always trying to look for that, Daddy, aren't you? You're you're trying to look for that, but um, this this idea of The spirit of abandonment, it can be fought upon everybody, even believers. Mm -hmm. You know, the psalm says, the fool says in their heart there is no God. Well, how often are we feeling that spirit of abandonment in day-to-day situations? You know, you think, like, I'm baptized, you know, I'll keep the Sabbath, i do this. And then something happens and you feel God is not in it and he's abandoned you. Mm -hmm. And that spirit of abandonment can come over you. So, brethren, brothers and sisters, arm yourself up for that. Because we've all felt like that. Like, oh, God, Father's left me in this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a child crying out from my cot, going, da, 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 da. When really, I'm just outside the room saying, Listen, you've got to sleep on your own tonight. <laughs> I'm there, you know, I'm outside the room. I'm shutting the door. He's, he's, he's screaming, I'm there. And he says, I will
0: never leave you nor forsake oh, you. Mm. But yeah, like you said, and, and I think that's, that's part of the conversation is to have that honesty and that transparency about that feeling of rejection, that, that sense of abandonment. We're not impervious to this. So what do we do to uh, to defend ourselves, to counter this, this this counterfeit spirit that even when you do become born again, when you have received the spirit, we still have to remain diligent mm. um, to to the wiles of the enemy because you come knocking in, in, in whatever way he can find.
1: Yeah, and I think that's about pressing into our father, feeling his presence so that not even a breath can come between us. It's about depending on him, cultivating the power of expectation, mm. really crying out. You know, Paul says, cry out, Abba, Yah. You know, are we doing that? Mm. Are we declaring that we are a child of God, that Yah is our heavenly father? You know, are we waking up and just like my little boy Jonah? Are we completely dependable on his dad, crying out from the cots? You know, are we getting our food from our Heavenly Father? Are we being nourished from our Heavenly Father? Are we being washed by our Heavenly Father? Are we being rocked to sleep by our Heavenly Father? Or are you going on your mobile phone or watching some mad flick of a late night and, and daddy's not rocking you to sleep, you know?
2: Yeah, it's so true. You it's know? so true when you put it like that. And, you know, just Yeshua as well. The disciples said to him, how can we pray? What, what is the model to pray? And Yeshua opened up, the knee, Our Father. What in heaven. Mm. And you know, probably a out of everyone could have had the right to say, No, my daddy, it's mine, said, but but he didn't. He said it's our father, our Callative. father. And I think part of that as well is realising that look, my, my father, my 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 Ahavar, my Yahweh, um, my Abba is also Darren's Abba, you know, he's also Joseph's Abba. And when we put that into perspective, it it it's no longer me or my personal mission mission with with God. It's like no, we're a family on a mission, and I think that that that's the difference. Because the bride, the bride of Christ, it's got that one on one intimacy. The servants, you have got the master, that is sort you know obeying the master, but but it 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 switches it to the family orientated. The Mishpacha. The Mishpacha, and and what do we see when we see Ephraim and Manasseh, um grafted in by Jacob? What happens? We see that the, the establishment of, of of Goshen, don't we? The, the, um, 70, 70 people um, going to Goshen and, uh, and a, a family, a nation um, be, being born and I think that's that, that's so pivotal in, in, in recognising a body of believers it's no longer our own personal journey our own personal me- mission but uh, as, as a collective
0: As a, as a family I think you, you said you hit the nail on the head there with the word family it's how we dwell with each other uh, in love you know, to, to build, to edify and, and to, to operate as a family? Because we've all had, you know, we've all been families in the world, but what does it mean to have that kingdom mindset when we're with our brothers and sisters? How do we, how do we love uh, one another? And um, I can personally attest to being on the walk on as an individual, and like you say, you establish some foundational principles to your relationship with the father, your intimacy, but when you come as a collective um, when you come together with the brethren, with your family, it's um, it's a very deep um, process to go through, and I think as well uh, we're called to dwell together for a very good reason because there are there are facets to sanctification that can only be achieved through dwelling with your family. Iron
1: sharpens iron, brother, and I do think this is an antidote to the spirit of abandonment. It's getting it's getting together with fellowship in a collective. So if you're out there. Yeah. And you know, you, you're confessing, yeah, you're walking in a story, you're doing all this and that, but the little minute situation, you know, that little car crash, you know, that little that little canceled thing, you know, uh, that that little made redundant or that like loss of someone, and you feel that abandonment coming over you. This is another antidote, it's to be in fellowship. It's to be with like-minded people, believers as the body, to exhort one another daily, as the scriptures say. That's an antidote for the spirit of abandonment. And another answer to those is to just cancel it out with the delegated authority. You know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's to just cancel it out It's to just say, "Not today, Satan." I cancel that one out right now in Yeshua Mashiach's name with the delegated authority to trample on scorpions and snakes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's it. that's it.
0: So, um, one thing I'd like to, to uh, it, one thing I'd like to go into is is the um, is the mature element of, of what it means
2: to be walking in adoption. We're, we're all on the same page you know yeah. that's what I was thinking that, because we built this
0: picture of being children and, and returning to him as children which uh, quite rightly so you know family, uh, relationship intimacy um, but one thing I'd like to explore with you guys is, is the maturity of, of adoption and what it means to be walking in the fullness of the spirit of, of adoption um, so just, just, to, just to set it up um, we're born of a seed of god, uh, so first john three nine whoever has been born of God does not sin for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin because he has been born of God first uh, peter one two two having been born again, not of corruptible seed but incorruptible, uh, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever amen so what i 'm trying to do is paint a picture of this this seed, so in my Greco-Roman understanding of adoption um, I'm thinking about abandonment, no family and then I'm adopted and brought in but I'm seeing in the scriptures that we're, we have the seed in us before we're born um, Acts 17 29, therefore since we are the offspring of God we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising and just, just to close on this picture of the seed already being in us uh, before we were born, uh, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So I'm already starting to lose this sense of abandonment um, and that I've been brought in somehow to, to God's, uh, God's family According to the scriptures, I was there before the foundations of the earth. So, if we're the offspring of God, predestined before the foundation, um, I think we may want to look at what like adoption means in, in in different different ways. So, walk with me. <laughs> so. Before the book of Romans, uh, 20 years before, um, 20 years past, I beg your pardon, Damascus, um, Paul planted churches, he'd written epistles, um, he'd done all of these things. He'd clearly received the Spirit of God on his, on his uh, Damascus, Damascus experience. Uh, but he speaks of eagerly waiting and groaning for the adoption and redemption of our body. So it's like, as creation groans for the maturity of the, the, the sons of God, Paul, speaking of the groaning for this for this adoption to, to come in, um, so I just wanted to, to put across to you this uh, this notion of um, a development, a, a bringing on, and a maturity, and maturing of this spirit of adoption. Mm-hmm. Now, in the Hebrew, um, you've got the word imutz, which means to make strong, mm-hmm. um, which I know we all we all love getting into the Hebrew, but also in the Greek. Um, Adoption translates as huiophesia. Okay, so huios uh, translates as mature sons, and thesia uh, uh, translates as being placed into inheritance. So it's almost as if there's an anointing from where you are to where you need to go. The spirit of adoption provokes to growing in the inheritance. So just to paint the picture... Sorry, will be me. We'll well, you are an artist. I try, I try. <laughs> so in traditional, um, uh, in ancient times, when somebody is, uh, when a man has a son, um, mm. you know, like you said earlier, he has his cattle, he has his uh, land, that son already has the inheritance. However, what they would do in tradition is that uh, that son would be given like a, a guardian or a shepherd or a caretaker in order to um, mould that 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 son into maturity to conform to his father uh, to his father's image, um, so that he can be ready to to receive the inheritance,
1: especially if he was young and the father died.
0: Um, and it culminates in, in what happens is that there would be a ceremony in which the, uh, the son would receive his signet ring, he would be uh, presented to the community and as, as receiving the fullness of that inheritance.
2: So I know I've just gone
0: off on a bit of a tangent, but the picture I'm wanting to paint is this, this, um, this shift from adoption being this abandonment, but it's actually is receiving the fullness of the inheritance and looking forward and striving through that um, loving obedience, through that union with the Father and then finally uh, receiving that inheritance. Um,
1: Hallelujah. Yeah, you know, and just a couple of points that you made there, it's like, it reminds me of the Spirit, the Spirit of God that's assigned to us to teach us in all ways of righteousness to prepare us for that inheritance to come. Um, Made me think of the scripture with Paul in first Corinthians 13 when he says, "When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I stood, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childless things. for now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know, just as I, just as I also am known, and now abide in faith, hope, and love these three, but the greatest of these is love.
2: Like oh, man, beautiful. Yeah, powerful picture. Yeah, I think yeah. just just in terms of a practical sense of coming to that maturity as a body uh, and and viewing our father, our Abba. I think it's learning to 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 be able to long suffer with 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 each other's um, you know issues or difficulties or scriptural. Um, differences. I think that's that's the level of maturity. I think we need to all grow up as, as a family. Um, I was listening to something on the way here, and he said the messianic movements can get pretty messy, and I thought it was it was spot on because we we do see this level of immaturity taking place within bodies, and so, you know I think there's over over like three thousand denominations in Christianity alone um and, and in the Messianic movement, we see people going all the way back to Judaism and denying the Messiah, so it's, I, th- I think it's coming together as a body, understanding each other's differences and, and and focusing on um you know the Messiah and the way again, and then the destination. I think if you focus on these, I think other things, of course, you know us here, we, we believe the truth of, of, of the Sabbath. Of, of of the of the clean foods, um, the Torah, his instruction, um, our father's manual, so to speak. Um, but but what I'm trying to get at is that these things can come in time. You know, a baby um, might not know. <laughs> well, of course, a baby won't know that that a bleach bottle is 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 poisonous when he when he's a child, and he might try and reach up and grab like a color, uh, you know, a brightly colored bleach bottle. And it's in time he he will learn that look no this is poisonous this is bad for you you don't want to drink this this isn't a toy and I think that's a level of maturity we need to come to now of, of course that that takes a, a a massive level of of humility and I think that's what the world events and and things while what what are getting more intense is it, it, it's, it's gonna it's, it's gonna humble us and it's gonna gonna get us to to to, to, to um come together in unity we're seeing it even within our fellowship we're seeing people gathering together you know Yars doing a great work he's doing a great work across across the world and many fellowships of this great great unity and and those who want to obey the father and those who don't want to obey, obey the father i think has becoming more and more apparent and um, so that's what i'll say maturity is is is, is um as a body coming, coming together um, and focusing on the things that we, we agree
1: on. Yeah, I like that you used receiving the father's instructions in maturity because yet you're right, you know, Jonah put a battery in his mouth the other day and they're like <laughs> no, no! <laughs> he just, just started crying and you take it off him and you're like no, you're going to choke but he doesn't understand you just you just have to know and like, you know, the father he's telling us no in these areas and a lot of people would just be like Meh. You know, but it's actually for our own benefit. Look, don't eat this because it's a bleach bottle for you. You know, don't put that sea swine in your mouth because that's just cancerous. We're like,
2: I, I want me pork chops. Yeah. So you know, receiving
1: reality, that immaturity. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm all for that. And uh, as 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 you spoke about what's going on in the world, there is the father of lies at work. Yeah. Uh, Everywhere, all right. The father of lies is coming out your mobile phone. The father of lies is coming out your radio on your billboard. Driving to work, he's getting on your bus. He's getting on your train. He's in your workplace. Okay, he's coming off your laptop when you put your TV on at the night. He's he's in he's, he's he's everywhere. And more people are listening to the father of lies than they are to our heavenly father in his word. I see more people watching the news. And listening to all that crap from the Father of lies, than they are studying the word of Yah and hearing his voice and his word. That's what you gotta ask yourself. Yeah. You know, what father have I listened to today? You know, and this is another antidote and it's definitely gonna help people who are gonna watch online. You know, you've got to ask yourself, am I listening to the father of lies out there? Mm. You know, more than I'm listening to his word and mm. his truth. Ask yourself that that's a, that's a real question. That's a we very
0: pertinent question. Like it says in the scriptures, he's the, the prince of the power of the airways. Um, how are we using these devices? Um, are we using it for the kingdom? Are we, are we using it for, for, for ourselves? Mm. And uh, I think you've eloquently uh, touched on it before in your teachings, Joe, about how these things aren't inherently evil in themselves, but we must use these, uh, these instruments for, for his glory, the for his kingdom. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't say that I, I, I do all the time, I, I get distracted, uh, I get pulled off, off course because I, I'm, you know, it's just the world, but am I, like you said, am I diligently seeking him? Am I, am I up early in the morning in the word? Am I, am, I, am I sensitive to his spirit talking throughout the day? Am I finishing my day in the word and in prayer? Really, really basic basic things. So, if, if there's one thing that I could recommend to anyone, and I'm not saying I'm, I'm a paragon of virtue by any, any means, but get, get the basics down. Start the day in the word, finish the day in the word, pray, be prayerful about as much as you can, and, and be, be as sensitive uh, to his spirit as, as possible.
2: Say good morning and good night to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> Say, give him really, a hug, give him really. a
0: kiss, tell him how much you, you love him and, and, and how much you appreciate him. Um, just to re-emphasize that point of, of, of uh, what it is to, to embrace that fatherly nature of, of, of our Father in heaven. When, when you come from a broken home, when you come from a broken society, uh, and we've all um, experienced facets of that, to experience the fullness of, 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 of his character, of, of him as a father, as a provider, as, as, as a loving dad, um, that has to be our drive and our desire, surely, to to get deeper and to, to know more of Him. Um, so again, that's something I'd, I'd like to emphasise today. I'm, I'm not talking about maturity in this righteous, uh, you know, better than you. It's it's maturity in union. I think maturity in an in, in intimacy. And I'm saying this to myself as I say this.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Thank you, bro. Beautiful.
2: Yeah, just on. Um, I guess on the whole perspective of of the father um adopting us you know me personally i've, I've got a real life scenario of of, of that's actually playing out because my my dad who i call my dad he's actually not my dad biologically he's uh he come into my life when i was two years old and um, young too young enough to remember so i grew up thinking he was my um biological dad and i have two younger brothers um josh and justin and curiously, growing up, uh, uh, you know, my, my father—he wasn't a believer, or he isn't a believer. Um, but still, there was there was no partiality there to to all of us, and I I, I didn't know any difference. And I think that's how we need to to, to view um, our siblings in 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 the walk as well—that like the father's not going to show any partiality. You know, he's not going to show any partiality between um, the brethren and. Um, I did come to, uh, no. Um, my my father was was my stepdad later on in life, but um, f- for me, I, I was I have lived that um, somewhat spirit of an orphan, but also lived lived in what it's like to be adopted, and and for it to bear fruit, and for it to bear fruit, that's it. You know, what 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 a task it is to 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 the all the men out there who take on another a, a, another man's child. You know. Um, it, it's it, to me, it's the ultimate form of of self sacrifice because, you know, all men have probably pondered it before. You know, you know, a woman who has a child, and and you think, you know, could you actually do that? Could you go to that 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 level? And 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 the father does does it to us. You know, we remember that. Um, Yeshua was was the only begotten son. You know, he was the only. Um, you know, he was the only begotten son. So so we are um uh, adopted in that sense. So it's it's I guess what I'm trying to say is is that we need to realise that there's no partiality in this family. We need to realise that we are a family and mm-hmm. again coming back to that maturity. And also um that that those that you know for me those who are who are um blood uh, have that blood inheritance uh, so to speak uh, inheritance and those who are who are grafted in, so to speak, for me, um, I've experienced that in a real life scenario of how it didn't matter. It really didn't matter. Um, at that, that for my, my father Lee, he treated me exactly the same, and I, I truly believe this is how the father treats us. It doesn't matter if you are um, biologically, um, Israel, so to speak, or spiritual Israel. Um, in, in fact, it, it's it's those who want to obey the dad. Uh, are the ones who are going to reap reap the blessings, and I know, Truly. and I know, I've opened up a bag of um, questions, and, and and you could go a million routes down this, but I just wanted to touch the surface level of 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 a life experience that I've had, and and how I can see it playing out in scripture.
1: Love that. Hallelujah. Well, it comes back again to that to to the full to the full circle on the matter that those being led by the Spirit, the Bible states, these are the sons of God. Yeah. And uh, we read in the book of Isaiah to the eunuchs that keep themselves from of my Sabbaths, from them who are far off, keep themselves from of my Sabbaths. Even them, I will give a name greater than any son or daughter, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, and I will receive their offerings of sacrifice. You know, it truly is about walking in the spirit and the spirit leads us to all righteousness. And as Paul says, the law is spiritual, all right? He he puts his spirit within us and it makes us want to walk it out, okay? Because when we're born of him, of the incorruptible seed, no longer do we want to go after sin. Because as John says, for them that continue on in their sins, they are of the devil. And what is sin? Sin is 1 John 3, 4, sin is the transgression of the Torah. So that's why we're doing what we're doing, not to gain our salvation, yeah. but because we have it. And yeah, we want to do daddy's house rules and we want to, we want to obey our dad because we love him, you know, yeah. so much for us.
2: Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Um, just to touch on um, briefly as well on the, uh, you spoke of the, the spirit of abandonment, rejection, um, uh, victim mentality. What I see also in, in, this, in this conversation is the heart of the gospel. When you look at society, when you look at those on the fringes, whether it be those in the system, the care system, um, street life, prostitution, racketeering, gangs, all of these, um, all of these facets, I mean, again, I'm gen- generalizing, can be centralized to um, abandonment of the yeah, father, abandonment of the too. family. And it's and it's those people. and I don't mean those people because I, I'm I'm the same. I was in the same position, um, who were who were yearning for the gospel, who are yearning for Yeshua, they they're yearning for that reunion, that redemption of uh, of the prodigal. Yeah, you know, we we we've experienced again that that um, that reconciliation of, of going out into the world. We've, we've been in we've been in Egypt. We've been a slave. We've been been a slave to our to our sin to our to our desires we're handed over, but yeah, we're brought back by his grace to his glorious gospel, uh, which gives us life. So I just, you know, I say that with a heart of those on the fringes, those who are are in the world and and, and just being chewed up by it. um, Are we empowering ourselves as a body um, to reach out to those people? And again, I say that to myself and um, uh, those around the table, because it's just, um, it's, it's those people that need it, need it the most. Yeah, it's, it's potent,
1: mate. And you're right, bro. You know, I grew up, I joined the gang and it was to be validated by other people, maybe because I lacked validation in certain areas, maybe growing up, you know, with my dad or whatever. And it's the same for women. You know, the dad walks out when they're young. They're always going to seek that father figure. They're always looking for that, that head, you know, the dad they can't have type type, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Same for men, you know. going after that woman to become that mother figure. And it's all about validation. It really is. And um, for them, when we find this truth, it sets us free from all of them areas because he is a father to the fatherless. He validates us, he bought us at a price. The validation that we get through knowing him is just so empowering. So I just wanna say if there's anyone out there who seeks validation, from people they don't even like, seeking validation in material goods of fashion, of this or that, to try and raise their status, to try and make them feel valid in society. This walk is for you. You are being called by the Father. All right, he's calling all people to himself and there is great hope and security to be accepted and validated and given an inheritance by Abba Yah. Oh, the, oh, the creator of heaven and earth big things quiet <laughs> <Beautiful. laughs> hallelujah well um, are we getting on are we going to wrap it up
2: yeah let's do it Let's. Um, Should
1: we, we pray yeah. for, for, for them who are watching online yeah so yeah. our father's beyond space and time and the spirit operates hallelujah
2: hallelujah so father we just pray now for all the viewers online, for those who know the Heavenly Father and those who may be listening who don't, we just ask Father that you reveal yourself to them, that you make yourself known more as the Father figure Father, I just ask that you put on the heart of those who are listening to seek you out as a Father, as Abba, as our Father, as a body, we understand, we recognize the, the power, the authority in calling you Abba. I just pray now against the spirit of the orphan, against the spirit of the abandonment. I pray now for everyone who's listening online. I just pray that the spirit, Father, be taken away, Father, and replaced by the spirit of adoption, Father. And We are adopted and we are, we are sons and heirs according to the promise. And I just ask that we stand in that, that we reassure ourselves in that. In the times when we all can't see God in a situation, when we all feel abandoned, that we remember that our father is just outside the door and he's just waiting. He's he's waiting for us. He's waiting for us. I just pray now that for everyone who's listening online, Father that they can bring healing in them areas by praying to you as the Father. We, we don't go to any man and call him Father. We only call you in the heavenly realm, Father. So, Father, we pray to you now in Yeshua's name, in the way, in his name, in the way, the truth and the life. We pray this. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. So, um,
0: that about... Wraps up our, our first inaugural um, upper room. So, I uh, just want to thank everybody for joining, joining us online. Uh, I thank you for sharing the time and the space with me today, uh, as, as gents. It's been, been a pleasure. Been incredible.
1: Incredible. And, uh, to many more. It's to many, many more. more. So, yeah. for, for all I'm watching online, and if you've tuned into this, uh, just quickly to, to wrap it up please give us your feedback uh, this is an opportunity for us to discuss things what do you want to hear about drop us a line a comment or an email and uh, yeah we can take it from there what would you like to be discussed in the upper room
2: hallelujah hallelujah just, just to um just touch more on the upper room and where the idea come from I think a lot of videos and teachings that I put out online we see um they they have to be so 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 perfect and rightfully so. You know they have to be so according to the word. And and I, I felt well, us as brothers as as a family. <laughs> <laughs> and we 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 felt that they needed a, a, a space online where um, we can grow together and we can say and we we can go back and forth with the scriptures and we can wrestle with it a little bit. And and this is why we wanted to do the upper room to invite people to come on these Discussions which we just have in day to day life, you know, we have these. We're fortunate enough to have these discussions in day to day life, so we wanted those online to, to be tuned into this. So, so look, um, you know, I I still know we're going to receive comments and and and, and questions and, and and things coming against, but but I, I'm going to say it's okay, you know, this, if you want to check out our teachings, our sound doctrine near the Torah portions, which we which we try by the grace of God through the Spirit and to 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 get it doctrinally sound. But here yeah, we just wanna we wanna wrestle with things, we wanna open things up for the discussion. So if you have enjoyed this video, um like Joe said, please leave a comment, let us know, let us know on, on how we can improve, whether that's sound, audio, um, um, lighting. Basically we're we're putting this out there for those online who 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 need fellowship, who need that family. And we hope you've enjoyed it. Um, it's 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 been fun for us, and there's certainly going to be more on the way.
1: Hallelujah! I'm so looking forward to it. Oh, wait. <laughs> Hallelujah! Right. Shalom! 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 Everyone. Goodbye. <laughs>